0: Everybody. welcome back to Looking for the Real God. This is Christy Lynn Wood. Today we're going to continue our talk about cults, also my own hometown, my house, and naming the pain and evil that we have experienced so that we can heal from it. My parents moved away from the house that I grew up in back in 2012, and we were raised in the Thumb of Michigan. So once they left, there was no more family members to really go back to see in the Thumb. And if you look at a map, the Thumb is literally a peninsula that sticks off into Lake Huron. You don't go through the Thumb to get anywhere. You have to intentionally choose to go there, and then you have to drive like an hour up into it to purposely do something in the Thumb, to be there on purpose. And so after they moved, I did not go back to the Thumb for quite some time. It was in 2019 when we went back the first time, and we went for camping for the fun of it up at the tip of the Thumb at Port Crescent State Park, beautiful place. I would highly recommend it. And we had celebrated the 4th of July in my hometown. They always have a massive 4th of July celebration. And 2019, if you remember from this podcast, was kind of a breakthrough for me. I had some really wonderful healing that happened there in my hometown that year. So it's been a while, but we just got back a few weeks ago from another trip to the thumb. And I tell you, every time I go out there, there's this weird like processing thing that happens. It's hard for me to just be there. And I think it's because so much of my story is kind of stuck there. I lived that story in the thumb and then I left and changed and grew and went out of my life but when I go back there I'm just kind of continually reminded of all of the things that I went through and all the things that happened and it really struck me this time different things keep striking me every time I'm curious to see what happens as I go back but it really struck me this time just how isolated the thumb is it's really just a very isolated place and the people that are there many of them don't really ever leave the thumb If they go somewhere, they might go down to Bay City, which is like a big town to them and do some serious shopping. But many of them stay. In fact, there's people who have never even left their county that live there in the thumb. And as I was pondering this whole like isolation idea, I'm like, you know what? I was isolated within my cult in an already isolated community. So there was this like this isolation within isolation that happened. And the other thing about the thumb Is that it's very like culturally family, like these families have been here for generations, kind of a thing. So there are family names that are known, and you have a reputation that's known if you've been there for generations, like many of these families have been. And the families are kind of intermarried. And so many people are either related to each other, or they're kind of married to each other's relations, or I mean, it's just they're very connected. And so coming there, like we did, we were from out of the area. My father and my mother both grew up kind of in the Detroit area, and my dad moved there to be a teacher. And so we came in as outsiders. So even if I had gone to our public school, I would have still been an outsider. And so I was an outsider of outsiders growing up in the way that we were so secluded from the real world. And so it was just an interesting thing to kind of realize as I was up there. You know, this is my quote unquote hometown. And yet, nobody there really knows who I am or that I even really existed, which is kind of a weird feeling. So, there was a lot of processing that happened on that camping trip. It was good. I was also reading KJ Ramsey's beautiful book, The Lord is My Courage, at that time. And it was really helpful. And for those of you who have got a background with some kind of trauma in it, it's really easy for us to either get stuck there or to kind of push it to the side and want to just move on from it. And I hear this in my heart every time I go back to this area, because I think there are still things maybe in my heart that aren't reconciled, that haven't really caught up with each other. I think there's still parts of me that just need to be allowed to be and to heal. I know there was a lot of judgment towards myself as I did some healing and moved on, Look back at myself and just kind of It's like, oh, I'm so dumb. How could I be like that kind of a thing? So I just think it's good for us to just really recognize what's happened to us. And of course, I'm reading KJ Ramsey's beautiful book, which you all need to go get and you all need to read because it's fantastic. She has so many like just hands-on practical things that we can do as we heal from the junk in our hearts and the things that we've dealt with and the things that have been done to us. Favorite thing right there. She said, stop saying what's wrong with me and start asking what has been done to me. Phenomenal. So here we are in the thumb and I'm reading this chapter, chapter 26. And she says, if we cannot name our pain, it just remains a chain. If we will not name the reality of evil, we will remain defenseless to defeat it. And one of the things that happened back in the thumb on that Saturday, we went to my hometown and we went to the 4th of July parade, which is fantastic and fun and big and lots of candy. The kids had a great time. And then afterwards, we kind of wandered around at the flea market and just checked out some different things. I decided to swing by my old house to see if they would let us peek in. Now, last time we were there, we went to the house and nobody was home. I think we went on a day when it was like a work day, if I remember right. And nobody was there. And so we kind of just walked around the yard a little bit, but we weren't able to see inside. And so we went and we knocked on the door and the lady who owns it now opened the door and she welcomed us in and she gave us a tour and a lot has changed. I mean, it's been 10 years. So a lot has changed in that house. It looks great. I was looking around. It's weird because like, you're like, oh, that's where that was. That's really different now. I mean, they took out walls. They've done a lot of things, put in walls, lots of change. But she opened up the pantry and it was the old linoleum that I remember that was still on the floor there. And I literally got choked up and teary-eyed because there's so much of my story that is wrapped up in that house and things that I don't think I ever was fully processed since so much of my story didn't get processed until after my son was born and was older. And I was like, oh my goodness, there's so much here. Like, what is the world? Like, what is going on? And it was good to see my house. Like, I have very fond memories of that house. Like, that was my safe place growing up. And yet, there's a certain element that so much of everything that I went through that was traumatic and brainwashing and spiritual abuse also happened while I lived in that house. And i I said before, my parents are wonderful people who truly loved and cared for us and wanted the best for us as kids. I was not one of those kids who was abused by their parents Many, many people who were involved in Gothard's cult did have abusive families because he kind of just collected those kinds of parents, unfortunately, and validated them in their terrible ways of parenting and handling their families. My parents were not like that at all. And yet, as I sat at the fire the next morning, thinking about just my own emotional response to my house and just the things that happened, and reading KJ's book about if we can't name our pain, it remains a chain. If we will not name the reality of evil, then we will remain defenseless to defeat it. And I thought to myself, you know, I think I need to just name the places that spiritual abuse happened, the people that spiritually abused me. And it was difficult because I, you know, I have this part of me that's still very much into that idea of honoring your parents and, and loving your family and wanting to make sure that they're always look good in front of you and in front of others. And at the same time, I really was like, you know what? unknowingly and unwillingly and unwittingly my parents did allow that spiritual abuse to happen there was a spiritual abuse that happened within my home because of them and that was hard to say but more than that I wanted to heal and so I started naming the things and the places and the people in my life that spiritually abused me in those cult days and it was like just kind of a peace settled over me. There was this weight that was just kind of lifted a little as we just acknowledged that. And it was like, this this happened. It's part of my story. Do I blame my parents? No. Have I forgiven my parents? Absolutely. Do I love them? Yes, so much. And yet, I think if we continue to just try to deny or stuff our story, we are going to miss out on healing that can happen. And I want healing for myself, and I want healing for all of you. And so I just want to encourage you guys today, just this little tiny summer episode here, please just take time and name the pain. Acknowledge that it happened. Name the reality of evil that's been in your life. Acknowledge it so that you can heal. So that you don't have to have that being a chain that weighs you down. So that you can defeat it and move on for real. Not just because you've covered it up and are trying to just be better and be okay. Having a broken story is hard. There's a lot of things that are hard. You know, there's things that are always going to be different in our lives. Having gone through spiritual abuse and cultic things. And yet at the same time, like that gives us a whole different perspective to be able to look at this world and say, whoa, 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 guys, what are you doing? (laughs) What's going on here? Not real comfortable with this. This reminds me an awful lot of what happened before, which is kind of how I currently feel about the evangelical church. So yes, I'm going to finish this episode just to tell you guys that I know I've been talking about writing a book and maybe some of you guys don't even know that I'm writing a book because you're more newer listeners, but I have a book on my heart. And it is something that I have worked on for years, something that I've laid aside and said, eh, maybe not, but God is just moving in my heart and wanting me to write this again. It's called Imposter Jesus, Rejecting Religion and a Search for the Real God is my working title right now. And I would just ask you guys, if you pray right now, that you would just pray that God will open the right door for this book to be written, that I would know exactly where I'm supposed to go and what I'm supposed to do, and that he would bring the right people into my life and that this would happen in his timing. I have a sense of urgency again. Like I need to get to work on this book. I think it's very timely right now. I think that my story is something that can resonate with people as you guys have also gone through hurt and pain and are still searching for the true God. You haven't given up. So I wanted to remind you guys, don't give up because Jesus is real He's bigger than the pain. He's bigger than the hurt. He's bigger than the evil. And he wants to scoop you up in his arms and hold you. And guys, all of our questions are not going to be answered. We are not going to find these neat little packages where we can just wrap it up and be like, yep, that's where that happened. Our world is broken. And we are going to live in this brokenness until we die or until Jesus comes back. But Jesus is real. And His Holy Spirit is here with us, and He longs to restore our hearts and to lead us into not the perfect, easy life, but a beautiful one that is full of Him. So, thanks for listening, and until next time, keep searching. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love to have you join me over on my website at ChristyLynwood.com. For more content, free resources, and opportunities to connect with a community of people who are looking for the real God.